Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. Thanks so much for joining me today. Let's take a look at what happened this week in Alberta politics. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has banned mask mandates in schools and ended online learning. The Alberta government is forecasting a $12.3 billion surplus and $12.4 billion will go to struggling families. An Edmonton area Liberal MP says Danielle Smith is stoking disunity. And finally, the Alberta Justice Minister wants RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky to be replaced. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Okay guys, up first. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has made good on her promise to end mask mandates in school. She's also ending fully remote online learning. The Alberta government says during the last two years, there were periods of online learning and parents were often given little to no warning before being told they would have to provide at-home care for their children. Danielle Smith says she's heard from parents and students alike and they desire a regular school year. Through new regulations, the Alberta government will not allow schools to move to fully remote online learning. They also won't allow schools to ban students who choose not to wear a mask. Education Minister Adriana Lagrange says parents and students want stability, while school boards want clarity. Quote, securing a face-to-face classroom environment means students can continue to learn successfully while allowing their parents to go to work. It will also help to maintain and improve student mental health while minimizing student learning loss. During the 2021 to 2022 school year, the government funded a $45 million pilot project to undergo assessments for students. Through literacy assessments, the province learned that about 70,000 students from grade one to three were about 11 months behind their grade level. That period followed 17 months of on and off again at home learning. But after returning to consistent in-person learning, From May to June 2022, the average learning loss dropped by 3.7 months. The Alberta government has provided an additional $10 million to continue funding the learning assessments. The province is also forecasting a $12.3 billion surplus according to its fiscal update released on Thursday. The province will save another $13.3 million due to debt repayment. The surplus is $1 million shy of the province's last estimate due to softening oil prices and demand. Still, high oil and gas prices contributed to a total revenue of $76.9 billion, or $14.3 billion higher than the budget estimate. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith said she promised to balance the budget so Albertans are on the hook for debt repayment with showing compassion to Albertans in need. Finance Minister Travis Taves said the government's disciplined fiscal approach combined with a focus on investment attraction, economic growth, and improved commodity prices has resulted in material surpluses. Quote, this is good news for Albertans, as it allows for a timely response to the affordability crisis many of our families are facing. In the face of a potential global recession, Albertans can rest assured our province is in the best position possible as a result of our focus on responsible fiscal management over the last three years. Take a listen to some of his comments for yourself. I'm just very pleased that we can be at a point where we can be discussing you know, the the tension between additional savings and additional debt reduction. The surplus announcement came just days after Daniel Smith announced a $2.4 billion inflation-fighting package for struggling families. In a broadcast to the province on Tuesday night, Smith promised $600 for each senior and each child under 18 every six months. That will go to every family that earns less than $180,000. The Premier also promised to reinstate Alberta's entire fuel tax relief for the next six months and the government will retroactively index all Alberta provincial tax brackets to 2022, meaning larger rebates for Albertans. Furthermore, beginning in January, the government will index for inflation a host of benefits, including income support, the seniors benefit, the Alberta child and family benefit, and many more. Take a listen to what Premier Smith had to say on Tuesday night. I wish to address the inflation and affordability crisis. 
The severity of this crisis has been primarily caused by years of record spending and debt by the federal government in Ottawa, combined with a continual string of anti-energy policies that are driving up the price of fuel, electricity, heating, food, and everything else we need to live and raise our families. But due to our strong fiscal position and balanced budget, we can offer substantial relief so Albertans and their families are better able to manage through this storm. That is why our government will be implementing a series of affordability measures to benefit all Albertans with additional targeted relief for seniors, the vulnerable, and families. In that same broadcast, after announcing the measures she would take to fight inflation, Danielle Smith said her proposed controversial Sovereignty Act legislation would be ready in about a week's time. For the record, it's now being called Alberta Sovereignty Within a United Canada Act, which is a change from the Alberta Sovereignty Act Danielle Smith first pitched during the United Conservative Party leadership race. The Premier said some people are attempting to use this legislation to scare people into thinking that Alberta is planning to leave Canada. She said, quote, nothing could be further from the truth. Still, just after her broadcast on Tuesday night, Federal Tourism Minister and Edmonton Liberal MP Randy Boissano accused Premier Smith of attacking Canadian unity. He said, quote, This act will not create a single job. It will not help a single business, nor will it make life more affordable for a single family. Unequivocally, it is an attack on Canadian unity. As a proud Albertan and an equally proud Canadian, this is something I can never support. Okay, guys, moving into the controversy of the week. Edmonton Mayor Amarit Sohi has received racist attacks in response to a city decision not to install a Christmas tree this year. We spoke about this a little bit last week. The Edmonton Downtown Business Association has decided not to install a giant Christmas tree at their holiday light-up event this year. That marks the first time since 1999 they won't install a Christmas tree. And the city of Edmonton says it won't step in to supply the tree, citing the environmental impact of transporting a full-grown tree. In a joint statement, Edmonton City Manager Andre Corbold and Edmonton Downtown Business Association or Chair Martin Kennedy said a small number of people are using the situation to make racist attacks on the Edmonton Downtown Business Association staff and Mayor Sohi. Quote, these actions do not reflect the views of the vast majority of Edmontonians or the organizations we lead. They are inappropriate. We do not tolerate online hate and bullying and we will not be swayed by such behavior. Mayor Sohi responded to the criticism in a rhyme he posted to Facebook. We're going to play some of that for you now. There won't be a tree in the Churchill Square. But that doesn't mean the mayor and council doesn't care. I've heard some people call me a Grinch, but accurate info can be found in a pinch. The DBA is lighting up down down on Rice Howard Way this time around. This is the project that they are taking the lead. This Christmas, they will have just what you need. Everyone's holiday traditions are great. No matter what they are, I love to celebrate. For years and years, we all loved the big tree. But there's so much more that Christmas can Honestly, guys, don't like me less, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Have you ever seen anything so wholesome? What we're watching in the weeks to come. Alberta Justice Minister Tyler Shandro is calling on the federal government to remove RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky, saying the province has lost confidence in her. Shandro said Lucky failed to provide accountability at two major inquiries. He's, of course, referring to the Public Order Emergency Commission, 
which is currently studying whether the Trudeau government was justified in invoking the Federal Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history to deal with Freedom Convoy protesters. The second inquiry is the Mass Casualty Commission, an independent investigation into the Nova Scotia massacre, which claimed 22 lives. Shandro said Lucky failed to provide accountability at both these inquiries and did not prove to Canadians that RCMP leadership could make changes to ensure that errors of judgment would not happen again. Quote, so far, Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino has stood idly by, while Commissioner Lucky has failed to meet even the most meager of standards for the past two years. This is an abrogation of the minister's core responsibility to Canadians and must be rectified before the RCMP's reputation as Canada's federal police service is further damaged. For those of you who aren't aware, Lucky's testimony at the Public Order Emergency Commission revealed that the RCMP still had measures they could use to remove Freedom Convoy protesters before the federal government invoked the Emergencies Act. But Lucky failed to tell Prime Minister Justin Trudeau that in her meeting with him just a few days before he invoked the Never Before Use Act. Lucky acknowledged in her testimony that in hindsight, she probably should have told the Prime Minister. Lucky is also facing allegations from the Nova Scotia RCMP that she pressured RCMP officers to release details about the types of weapons used to kill 22 people in the immediate aftermath of the massacre. According to the allegations, Lucky wanted the details released to advance the Liberals gun control agenda. Lucky denies the allegations. Speaking of firearms, there's one more story I'm keeping a close eye on. After the Liberal government introduced an amendment to ban hundreds more models of semi-automatic shotguns and rifles, Alberta Justice Minister Tyler Shandro says the government wants to ban firearms ownership altogether. This new amendment primarily focuses on semi-automatic shotguns and firearms primarily used by hunters, farmers, and sports shooters. Shandro says the Alberta government will be exploring all available options in the coming weeks. He's also accusing Public Safety Minister Marco Mendicino of not keeping his word of just seeking to restrict what the Liberals call assault-style weapons. Quote, If the amendments are successful, Bill C-21 will lead to the most sweeping and arbitrary ban in Canadian history. The ban will not only be enforceable, but will criminalize hundreds of thousands of Canadians. That amendment is currently under consideration at the House of Commons Public Safety Committee, and I'll be sure to bring you an update when I have one. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please visit donate.tnc.news to show us your support. And just a quick public service announcement, there will not be a show next week as I'm out of the country. So I'll see you guys in two weeks time. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend and God bless.